Coming from the Caveman Studios in Buffalo, New York. Welcome to Caveman Corner with your host, Jeff. Captain Caveman! Thanks. Click subscribe and the bell. Do it now! I'm here with the one, the only, Patrick Tome. How you doing, Pat? Good. How you doing, Caveman? Good. Uh, of course, I got you on. We're doing our K4 show. Uh, we'll be having your opponent on later tonight at uh, 9 p.m., so make sure you guys don't miss this one, especially if you like Pat, because his opponent may or may not show up and may or may not talk some shit. Uh, he has never really talked any shit. He hasn't really showed up for any of the podcasts yet, so uh, hopefully he shows up this time. I'd really like to ask him a bunch of questions. Yeah, I'll be watching, waiting hey, for yeah. it. So uh, your coach said he wanted to jump on here too, so uh, if someone jumps on in the middle of the podcast uh, – it's going to be your coach. So why don't you uh, bring us into what you've been doing to get ready for this fight? Uh, we've been Well, we had a fight scheduled in August. Uh, my blood work didn't come back right. Uh, so they they rescheduled that one. It was supposed to be the same fight. With, uh, Keith was going to have the same fighter. But uh, he backed out, and Keith matched us up with uh, Xavier here. So... Uh, I've been I've been straight training since July, you know, end of June, July, trying to get ready for that fight, and then I just continued on, just kept going. So you're looking at like a almost a four month, four month, three and a half month long training camp for this fight. So uh, fans should be looking for you to be in pretty good shape, huh? Yeah, I'm ready. That's good. That's an awful long training camp. How have you uh, managed to stay injury free through? Uh, like that's a long camp, man. Four months, geez. Yeah, I mean, I had a couple of things, you know, muscle here and there. Uh, but just took it easy for a while, relaxed that, rested up, let it heal. Uh, I'm on a pretty high protein, so that, that healed pretty quick. Good. Well, you look like a big guy, too. I guess big guys have less problems. Like us little guys, we got to worry about you big guys mushing us, so we probably get hurt a little bit more than you guys. Uh, yeah, although when you guys push each other, like that's a lot of weight coming down on each other. So, uh, oh, yeah, how many big sure. guys you got to train with? Uh, actually, none. Um, yeah, that, that's a real problem, man. Like, <laughs> big guys, it's hard to find other big guys. I know. I got, I got a couple. I mean, I'm 265, so it's like hard to find somebody. And then, I mean, I got pretty big biceps. They're like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not gonna jump in there and spar with you at all. <laughs> uh, what? Where are you at? Where I mean, are you? Like Cottersport, PA. Oh, so you're far away. I was like, man, I got a guy that's probably like perfect for you to roll with. But uh, I, I thought you are in PA. I just couldn't remember where. So that's a long-ass drive to come to Niagara Falls. But while you're in town, if you're in town for a couple of days, I'll see if uh, you can. I can hook you up with uh, my guy. He's about like 230, 240, but like he's pretty good at jiu-jitsu. He's pretty new still, but he's good at wrestling and real explosive. Like he's always looking for big bodies. It's hard for me to get big bodies for him, so. Right. Yeah, I'd be interested in that. Um, we're looking to get on maybe the December card too, so maybe we'll throw that into another camp. Heck yeah, dude, that'd be great. Like December, that December card is gonna be wild. Uh, Keith really uh, pulling all the stops out, going like back to back like this. Man, that's like two months away. That's uh, I know. That's pretty exciting. So, uh, what what have you been doing at camp? You said you don't really have uh, too many big guys. So uh, what, what's a day in camp look like for you? 
Well, I do. Uh, my coach is 185. Uh, we do a lot of sparring. Um, I do a lot more bag work and, you know, cardio. But as far as grappling and everything, he, he brought in a couple guys uh, that are local wrestlers here. And I actually helped coach the J.O. wrestling team for my son. So uh, I kind of get a little bit of grappling thrown around with them guys as we're, we're helping train the kids. So you should definitely you're definitely versed in wrestling then right if you're helping coach wrestling so like you have wrestling you have stand-up uh it's uh that's a, like the best mixture for uh he got a, a comment what's up uncle pat caleb that's i don't know if you see the comments or not they're in the bottom left hand corner caleb maston yeah what's up uncle pat popular guy already um so you you're pretty versed in wrestling uh what do you what do you know about Xavier? I mean, I've seen his fight, so I don't want to like interject what I'm about to say. So uh, first of all, I'm gonna ask you uh, what what do you think about your opponent? What was what he bringing to the cage? Uh, I did watch his fight. Um, I feel like he's got some pretty good leg kicks. Um, I mean, he's definitely a bigger guy. But he throws them haymakers. If they land, they're definitely gonna hurt. Uh, that serious bananas. He was he was pretty fast and out of the way. He spent. Xavier spent a lot of time chasing him down, tracking him down, you know, hunting him. Uh, we're hoping to flip that around on this fight. So you're going to try and put him on the back foot and make him backpedal, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't see much grappling out of him. Like, it didn't really look like he was um, really looking to grapple. That's kickboxing fight, so. Yeah. Oh, oh, is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, mixing he, up two different fights in my mind. I'm sorry, that's, yeah. that's my fault. Yeah, this is his first MMA. Yeah, um, my bad. I mixed up him and the other seven six five guy I was just watching. That was my that Rayon kid. Like, they're not even close to the same weight class. That was a that was, that was my <laughs> bad. That happens. <laughs> anyways, um, I I don't think he's really got much wrestling. Anyways, to be honest with you, I no. was uh. Uh, all I really know is he's got a lot of hair. So, like, if you guys do get on the ground, there's going to be hair in your mouth, and you're going to have his beard. It's, it's going to be like a hairy battle in there. <laughs> right. Yeah, I heard you bring that up on that one podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try and uh, I'm going to try. I'm, uh, I'm, I wrote an email to Manscaped, and uh, I'm trying to have Ray contact because, like, Ray handles most of that stuff for me. But, um, right. I'm trying to get them to, uh, Oh, you mess with me privately. Oh, what's up? Uh, <laughs> in the in our uh, on the private chat here. Um, uh, yeah, I messaged Manscaped and I was trying to get him a sponsorship from Manscaped. I really wanted to uh, bring the Clippers into the ring and be like, "Oh man, like Manscaped wanted to sponsor you. Like they're they're sick of Sasquatch. They don't want any more Bigfoot rumors." Like I had this whole like all these lines going. So uh, I was <laughs> looking to actually buy the Manscaped. Uh, stuff myself but it's a little bit expensive to just give away like that especially if he throws it out like if i was right. pretty confident he would use it like maybe i get it but uh that's a lot of money for me for a, for a joke that's gonna last like 20 seconds right scholars giving me the laughing face <laughs> uh you know them guys will be watching uh scholars actually probably one of the coaches for your opponent um so I, I do know that uh, Xavier looked fast in, in real life. Uh, 
reaction made fun of him. He's like doing kung fu hands, like shh, 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 with his hands. But uh, are you ready to uh, deal with his speed? And one thing I did notice about him watching this fight is he can really take a shot. Like he uh, he proved to me that he's not gonna really just take a shot and quit. So um, like I know he's gonna be tough coming. All all the seven six five guys are tough. Like I don't know why I would ever doubt any one of them. Like Dorian, like I didn't think Dorian was really that skilled. But dude, he was tough as shit. All these guys are tough. Skyler's tough. Like, all all the seven six five guys are are tough. Right. Oh, Xavier's gotten into very good shape for this. So no one will probably mistake him for uh, big. Maybe they'll even mistake him more for Bigfoot then. So maybe I will do the manscape thing. I think that's pretty funny. That's a pretty good joke to just waste. Uh, anyways, back to what have you been uh, doing to deal with this speed? Um, well, like I said, I trained with a, a 185-pound guy, so he's going to be a little quicker than most bigger guys. So I figured if I could avoid his punches, you know, sparring, uh, then I think I'll be all right. Plus, I can eat him. I mean, I got a big head. I could take a punch. Steel jaw. That was my next question. I was like, what kind of punches can you take? Because if you're dealing with an 85er, can you really put that pressure on you? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess I've been in a lot of bar fights. I mean, I'm a big guy. I don't fight little guys. <laughs> I mean, I haven't it's in a long funny. time. It's funny because, um, like, Xavier hurt their 25-pounders, so he's sparring the 25-pounders. So, like, I mean, like, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of about the same. Right. Skyler, man, I'd rather some of my size with their speed than his speed, laughing out loud. Oh, he's saying that um, he's saying that Xavier's really fast. But Skyler's like 150 pounds, so, like. Right. I mean, how hard is he, like, trying, like, when you swing, like, it's different when you put all that power into it, too. Oh, right. right. Did you have any fights? No. No, okay, this so is Xavier's fight. Your first fight? Awesome, man. So you'll be fighting um, chin pads, no ground and pound. Right. How's your jujitsu? Uh, I just started training. Uh, Reed has, a, I think, a gold belt in jujitsu. Um, I didn't know any jujitsu until I started training with him. Mm -hmm. But I'm more been a stand-up boxer. So we got wrestling, we got boxing. Uh, how's it kicking? Uh, I mean, I use them quite regularly, doing bag work, uh, sparring. Uh, not a, I guess I'd say I'm not a high kick guy, but I'm a big guy. I don't want to fall down. <laughs> yeah, because, <laughs> there's not too many guys uh, that are big that kick, uh, at least until you get to the elite uh, levels of MMA. I mean, usually you see heavyweight fights, the first guy that kicks is the first guy to get taken down. Um, right. And then he's on the bottom for the whole round. And, Man, you got 265 pounds on top of you. That's, uh, that's a big bang. Skylar said, I love to see you all on the feet. And I think that's kind of what I'm getting at by talking. Um, like, the more I talk to you, the more I sound like this is going to be a stand-up, beat you, beat, beat each other to death kind of fight. Because um, I don't think uh, you're going to really want to be on the ground if you don't have a lot of jiu-jitsu. Maybe, like, if you get tired. Because you can't ground a pound. So, um, right. You know what I mean? Like you're you're gonna want to keep it on the feet, and um, if you have good wrestling, I'm not sure that um, uh, oh my god, 
I'm not sure Xavier can get it to the ground. I I keep wanting to say Chewbacca instead of uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be respectful, Xavier. I'm just kidding. Like it was a joke, but now I have like every time I, I think of your name, I think of Chewbacca first. Like I, I nickname everybody, so uh, I apologize. It's not meant to be insulting. It's really uh, kind of a term of endearment, to be honest. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I watch your podcast. I I know you do some funny stuff. Yeah. So uh, I know they're watching, so I'm, and I have to talk to them later, and they're going to be all over my shit. Because me and Skylar have already been into it. Uh, we were going to fight oh, each yeah. other over the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I sense that. Yeah. I love that you've been watching the podcast, and you've been commenting all along. Um, I really I like that we're building like a little community of um, like not even just fighters, but like camaraderie, like all the local people are into this. You, you fighters that fight on K4 are all into this. And uh, K4 is really turning into like an event that's exciting for the people. And uh, yeah. hopefully I, we're, me and Ray are playing a small part of that. But uh, I really well, enjoy doing this podcast and having you on. I appreciate you getting me on, man. I, I like watching it. I'm like, oh, it's Sunday. I missed the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I jump on late. I'm like, hey. I'm and then you, you're always like, man, what's going on? Like, that's awesome. So um, we, we enjoy having you as a fan. And, uh, like, you're one of my top fans. Uh, yeah. So, like, every every uh, every week it comes up on K-Man's Corner with the top fans. We don't post it because it's kind of gay. We're not, like, right. trying to gamify <laughs> the system. But um, I, I enjoy seeing that your name's up there. So I know that you've been uh, watching the podcast and stuff. So, uh we, we appreciate your support too. You and Scott, Skylar watches them all too. And uh, appreciate you yeah. too, Skylar. You guys are I like uh, fans that we love to have. Um, what does it mean for you to uh, fight in K4? I know like you're, it's not your hometown. It's not really even that close to you. You're, uh, you're driving we don't have, to another state to bang it out. We don't have a hometown, buddy. We're small, a uh, bunch of country boys around here, farm town. We got churches, churches, bars, and farms. That's about it here. Uh, so beat so, the holy hell out of each other, huh? That's right. <laughs> so, I mean, traveling to Buffalo or Rochester, we're, we're probably looking to get on a full contact fight eventually. Um, we got to go out of town to do it. We train here in town. We have a, a small section they set off at the gym for us to mess around with upstairs. Not really like y'all's gyms. Uh, I know seven six five guys probably got a pretty nice gym. You got a gym of your own. Yeah, it's not that my gym's not that nice. It's little. It's like uh, a thousand square feet, you know. So it's small. It's nice, but it's small, you know. I got the the double mat, so I got the, the um, I put the three inch foam blocks down uh, on, and then I put the plywood on top of it, and then I made the foam floor, and then put the mats down. So it's nice and soft when you get thrown on it, but uh, you know, it's not very big, and I don't have any bags, so like a small right. gym but we're growing man and uh i'm we're, we're i'd like to see if my, my mask can hold your 265 pound base getting tossed on it so yeah i'd love to come up and check it out uh we we don't have mats on our floor we actually have uh well probably like most other gyms have rubber floor you know if you're dropping yeah. weight up that real thin rubber padding that's what we train on <laughs> man you're a psycho that's uh Sounds like my old days, like uh, when we were first coming up. Uh, we used to train like in the grass. We trained wherever we could. We'd be training in, in like martial arts studios, and that's exactly what we'd be training on because that's what they'd have. I don't tell anyone. We sometimes we used to like break into studios to like train. Like we just like <laughs> a lot going in there and train and stuff. 
but uh, those were the bad old days when we were we were uh, not not as good people as we are today. And there, to be fair, there were really no gems around that. And um, I don't know. That's just what you need to do to train sometimes and to make. Yeah, it we've tough. been we've been trying to set up like uh, you know going up out of town. Uh, Reed's got a couple of different gyms that he is in contact with that are willing to help us you know train. But I work full time and I'm a full time college student. So, and then we train in here, so it's kind of hard to get out of town. Yeah. Uh, your opponent's coach is giving you lots of props. He said, that's where tough motherfuckers come from, the middle of nothing, and train with what you have. At least you're putting in the work. And, right. Um, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm excited for this fight. Uh, Keith, um, Keith had this one uh, pegged out to me. He's like, watch, if this one happens, this one's going to be uh, pretty exciting, I think. So. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a good fight. Yeah, I uh, I think he thinks this one's gonna have a lot of stand up too, and uh, I'm excited to see like what happens when you guys really throw blows and uh, see if you can break the cage. Yeah, I just got a new one, so we'll see if we can tear it down. Yeah, so and they threw a whole show because you guys didn't make the show last time. So, right, uh, that was I was there. Show. Yeah, I was in the, I was in the VIP section watching. Did I? Did you introduce yourself to me? No, I didn't come down. I, I just stayed up top, but. Yeah, I, was yeah I wish I would have met you then. That would have been cool. I, I met so many people that came up to me like, oh, hey, I know you're from the podcast. And like, I see the comments, but like, you know, your face in the comments isn't what you really look like. Now that I have you on the podcast, I, I won't forget what you look like. But right. I, I didn't know if I talked to you or not. And then I was, when I asked a question, like, I didn't mean it to be disrespectful. Like, I just talked to a lot of people. So it's hard to remember everybody. Right. Yeah, I should have, <laughs> I should have came down and introduced myself and, you know, I had a little chat, but my wife's not very social. And she's like, no, you don't know them. I'm like, I don't care. Yes. <laughs> it was it's just me and her. You know each other. We uh, we hang out on a podcast all the time, you know. like Right. I'm like, this is the guy that we've seen at the fight. She, she's not into all the fighting thing. She thinks I'm yeah. going to get hurt. I'm like, I could get hurt at work. I work at a sawmill. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I take risks every day. What do you do at the sawmill? Uh we do tongue and groove, red pine boards. I also build tiny homes for a living. We build them on location, and then a trailer comes and sucks them up and takes them to wherever. So uh, when you say tiny homes, I laugh because I thought about midgets. But I know like the tiny homes have become <laughs> the, the economical. Uh, <laughs> I love midgets. I can't help it. The, right. Those homes are, are small and economical, and they're getting really popular. Is your, your business been picking up? Oh, yeah. We're... We're nonstop building, like back to back. Uh, we're only a small company. We got like five guys that work there. Um, two of us do the building. The other guys run the other stuff. But it's pretty, it's pretty busy. I mean, we got. I just sent one out Thursday. Just started another one Friday. And got two more in line to go. How long does it take to construct? The, how, first of all, was it like uh, four hundred square feet? Something yeah, well, they're they're a little under. Our biggest model is 500 square feet. And they got kitchens, bathrooms, wired, finished, everything. Um, about four to six weeks. Yeah, that's a lot, man. I, uh, I, I'm a full-time machinist, too. So I work in a machine shop. So it's not really the same thing, but it's kind of the same thing. You know, like blue-collar, hands-on, uh, figuring out how things go together, fitting like everything together in a small place and uh th that stuff always fascinates me so you 
you have everything in house to build that or do you order out uh we order out like our stamped frame and lumber and um we got models of kitchens that we buy to place in there um some of the more custom ones we do make cabinets and kitchens and all that but that gets a little higher end most people are just like well i spent you know thirty six thousand on this let's just go with a cheaper kitchen that looks nice gotcha yeah so you do some custom stuff but mostly it's just like blanked out um uh, blank yeah we have, you, you've custom like three different models that's so cool dude you give them a sponsor you and we'll come in and we'll like I'd love to like do a little video like you putting together a house and like man i do i'm so interested by that i love that show on tv when they're building those little tiny houses oh yeah and, uh, like i'm super into that shit, dude that's so cool yeah i thought it was pretty cool when i started i was like man i just love doing that and then it started taking out like we were building one they were building one when i started there three years ago it was like half done and i got to jump on that and i was like this is pretty badass. I could do this all the time. And then it took off and the guy that was ahead of me, he took a different job and I bumped up to, you know, lead guy. So I was like, yep, I'll do that. Tom Kilkenny jumped on. He's the commissioner for Gamma. He, uh, he's a guy that, uh, oversees the shows that you guys are, I'm sure you saw him all around. Um, yeah. This is uh, Pat. He's gonna be fighting on the card. He's gonna be fighting one of the seven, six, got five guys. Chewbacca. I mean Xavier uh, Cardis. And uh, I'm. Uh, this fight is gonna be in the center, and we're just talking about man. Like he builds little people homes, <laughs> tiny homes. I'm just kidding. Not little people homes. And uh, I was fascinated when I saw it. I was like, so what do people buy? Like just a little plot of land, and they just put that there, and they live there, or? Yeah, uh, we have a guy that. We have another guy that has, he's a friend of my boss's. He has six of them and he has an Airbnb. And, you know, back in the country, um, I don't know if you ever heard of Cherry Springs, Pennsylvania, but they got the darkest skies in the Northern Hemisphere. So a lot of people travel from all over the world to come here just to look at the stars. So those things are booked out for months, year round and six of them that we built. Dude, that is so cool. You know, Elon Musk lives in a house like that too, except his is like prefabbed out of like steel and everything, but you know, his right. cost like, I think his cost like $88,000 or something, but his is like, uh, like definitely, you know, rich people stuff. I like that. It's so cool that you do that. And I would have never thought that. Yeah. Okay, you look like a biker. You look like you like, break legs for a living no offense that's why i asked you that question i was going to say that right off the jump so i wanted to make sure you didn't really do that before i asked that question so for the podcast i always ask these guys are you're not like a murderer or nothing right and uh never broke any legs but uh i did knock some teeth out yeah <laughs> hopefully knock some more teeth out this weekend or next weekend next weekend. big Big doings at Tiny Home. Yeah, they, they're so huge now. Everyone's uh, into them. He was just saying how how they're uh, they're so busy now. They have such a rise in uh, demand that he's been working a lot. So that's super cool to know that. And like, it's super cool that you're the lead guy in that too. So definitely shows that you're not just a big knucklehead, even though you kind of like you look I like a big knucklehead. Be. I used but, uh, to be. <laughs> yeah, but like, dude, like you're you're educated. You're you're skilled labor. Like you understand 
what's going on. So I'm sure that's going to translate into your, your fighting as well. Right. That's what I say. A uh, little inside joke me and Reed got is it doesn't matter who I fight. They don't want it as bad as I do. Yeah, that's true, dude. And uh, man, that that can make or break a fight too. And like, you know, the first the first round goes to a person with more skill. Second round goes to a person with better conditioning, and the third round goes to a person that wants it more. And, right. Uh, like, that's one of the truest statements I've ever seen. Unless it's a five round fight, then I'm not really sure how that breaks down. Usually, then the first round and a half is skill, I guess. Right. <laughs> It's all about conditioning. Yeah, it is about conditioning. And um, hopefully we're uh, – how – I didn't really ask you, but I know you've been in camp for uh, uh, six months – or four months, I mean, so since June. So June is 6th, it's 10, so about four months long. I can't imagine that your cardio would not be that great, even though you're a big guy. I mean, it's better than it was. I, I quit smoking cigarettes two years ago. Uh -huh. um, I still smoke vapes, but I breathe better. Like at, at work, I would walk down to the mill. It's literally a thousand yards down through the woods and I'd be out of breath. I'd had to take a little break. Now I can run down and back and I'm good to go. Oh, we got Reed jumping in, I think. Okay. Yep, that's uh, Reed, my coach. Yeah, there he is. Hey, Coach Reed, how's it going? Hello. Hey, I made it on with the great Joe Rogan. No, I'm just kidding, man. How are we doing? Man, I don't know if I like you anymore. I'm doing good. We were just talking about um, how Pat builds uh, tiny houses. And uh, I thought that was like super amazing. And then, yeah, uh, yeah. The guy's a super hard worker. He's uh uh, he's trying to take over the world. I know he's going to school, getting a degree, builds tiny houses, took up, took up MMA at almost, I don't know what, 75 years old. How old are you, Pat? 76? Yeah. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. Hard worker. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about your training and stuff. And now we're like, we're talking about training the old school way. You guys got the little tiny rubber mats there. Uh, how would you say Pat's jiu-jitsu is? Um, Pat is excellent for the amount of time he's put in the, the progression he's had with grappling. Um, I would say, say is excellent for the amount of time that he's put into this. Um, he excels very quickly at it and. Hang on one uh, second real, real quick. I don't mean to, to cut you off. Hey Tom, uh, I'm going to have the seven, six, five guys on tonight at nine. So if you can pop back in, I'll make fun of Skylar for you. I just want to say that Tom Tom Kirkcaldy is the commissioner for Gamma, so like he runs the whole show, and uh, oh, okay. he uh, Thanks, he likes me and Skyler uh, talk shit to each other. And now we made up. Uh, he's the one actually like convinced me that I was I should uh, be nice to Skyler. Yeah, there's a there's a fight I've been following. I think is he is he fighting Josh uh, Reichart? Yeah, he's fighting Reichart. Yeah, he's fighting Reichart. On the same card. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for that one. I've been following their little their beef they got going on. It's interesting. Some of the stuff yeah. had me cracking up, dude. Yeah, those seven six five guys, man. They talk a lot of shit, except for Xavier. You're you're you guys are fighting the only guy that doesn't talk shit, and uh, that's okay. Uh, kind hey, of yeah, respect to him, man. Xavier a little bit more. Um, are you worried about getting armbar? I mean, he has so much body hair. 
There's got to be like, <laughs> are you worried about like his arm or leg maybe getting stuck because it's, it's almost like going against a guy with a gi on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that no, no, I, I, I'm not worried about it. Pat's uh, Pat's ready for Pat's ready for the grappling aspect of it if it goes there. Um, and we we've been training for a, for a hard fight. Um. And we took it very seriously not to just underestimate these guys. Um, Pat Pat's ready for Pat's ready for a brawl, a stand-up brawl. Pat's ready for it to go to the ground. I mean, they're both both heavy guys. You know what I mean? Heavyweight fights are exciting like that. So we didn't want to brush over any aspects of the the fight. Yeah, I was telling them we were training since like June because we were on the August fight, but so. We got a camp. Yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah, th yeah, and th that's a good point. We've we've just been ready to get in there for so long now. I mean, all, all of my fight camps that I've had were eight weeks. Um, this one's going on. What, what, what were I like sixteen weeks for this one, and, and, and maybe only a week off the whole time. Um, yeah, right. and I, like when I say off, I don't mean off, but just like yeah. we, when we found out the last fight got rescheduled. You know, we had like four or five days, but but other than that, we've just we've been at it. Pat's been at it, um, so he's really dialed in for this one. Yeah. So, um, I offer I I shot this invite out to Pat. I wasn't like trying to steal one of your students or anything. I uh, I invited him to come out and train anytime he wants. Uh, anytime you guys are in town, I got uh, a guy about two forty. Uh, Adam, he um. He's just a grappler, but it was like, you know, it's someone bigger for him to work with. I, like Pat doesn't really have a lot of big guys. I don't have a lot of big guys for my guy to work around with. Uh, Ray's another big guy. So Ray does a podcast with me. Uh, Ray's another big guy that you can come. Yeah, I know, Ray. He's only like 220, 230. He's not really as big as Adam, but um, he's uh, he's another big guy, too. So, like, anytime you guys are always welcome to uh, come up and get some work in with integrity as long as you're fighting for K4. Uh, Absolutely, man. Everyone that's in K4, so. Uh, yeah, like that invite us to you as well, like not just him. So, if you yeah, look at that. that's that's one of the greatest things that I've I, I've taken advantage of because me and Pat are from a small area, small town counter sport. No one's heard of it. So, um, during all of my past fight camps, I mean, me and my wife would travel out to Rochester. Um, I used to train in Olean, which is an hour away. Rochester is about two twenty from me. Um, and go to the different martial arts gyms j just to get that experience. So, yeah, I appreciate the offer, man. Yeah, I'm about an hour closer than that. So, uh, you guys yeah. are always welcome. Where, well, Sunday, where are you Sunday, located? I'm in uh, North Tondawanda. So, oh, okay. It's on the way to Buffalo, right? Yeah. It, uh, coming from you, it's a little bit past Buffalo. Yeah. You okay. Go yeah, because you're coming from down south. So, we're a little bit, we're a little bit above Buffalo, but not much. We're like – so you know where Riverworks is? We're about um, I'm about 12 minutes from Riverworks. I actually don't know where Riverworks is. That's the not GPS too bad. Is going to get me yeah. there on that. No, he was there. Yeah, I yeah. went up. I went up to the falls. That's like 20, 30 minutes out of it. Yeah, I'm halfway, oh, okay. between, I'm halfway between the falls, Niagara Falls, and Riverworks. So like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not that my wife and I have been to the falls. So, yeah. Do you guys and wives like each other? Yeah. Sarah, do you like Pat's wife? <laughs> she's okay. She said she's okay. I hope Katie's not watching this, man. No, but it's on the internet now. 
Ya sounds <laughs> Yeah, when when Pat and I uh, I don't know if you uh, mentioned it's the caveman, but Pat and I last year coached the elementary youth wrestling team together. So uh, my wife Sarah, she said that Katie held our daughter Olivia for her while we coached the kids. So oh, that's, that's awesome. That's a, that's a positive thing, right? Yeah. That's a good thing because that, that coach-student uh, bond is really important. And uh, that was just a joke. I was trying to stop that line, and then it got serious, and then it turned back into a joke. Thank God it was not uh, – no, um, oh, we hate each other because that would be oh, sad. Yeah, fight after the fight. <laughs> right. Yeah, good thing we didn't discover some hidden beef we didn't know about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, like, I think that's cool because you guys spend a lot of time together. Your wives can hang out together too. Like, it, it's always good stuff, man. Like uh, – like the small gyms, like you can really be close with your coach and like it makes family type bonds. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the the area we're from, I mean, uh, just the fact that we're here, uh, the fact that I've been in that, the, the octagon, uh, Pat's getting in there. Just that, if you knew the opportunity that we had, that would, that would speak for itself. I mean, the dedication it takes, we don't, we don't have that opportunity here. There's not, there's not even one gym other than the one we train at within an hour of us and we're making it happen. Um, that's one of my most dedicated guys. And it's just something I wanted to bring to the area. You know what I mean? For, for kids and adults, because I've only been doing this for about four years and martial arts changed my life. And I, I think it's so, it's positive. It's great. You know what I mean? A lot of people think that it's barbaric, but, but what it brings to the town is great. And I have a good, good vision for it I, I hope some kids can get in there in their off time when they don't have extracurriculars from school or even so just some, something for them to do in this area so they're not getting in trouble or I don't know I agree I own a gym I agree with you 100% so like I'm all down with everything you just said and anyone that watches this podcast or is going to watch this podcast or they're not worried about the gym being barbaric because they're barbarians themselves usually so uh <laughs> One second, guys. I gotta, I gotta find my phone charger so I don't get cut off this for you. I'll be right back. Continue on. Man, in and out. I'm just going to uh, close this box, and then when he comes back, we'll jump him back in there. Um, man, that's cool. I like that you guys watching. Hang on. I didn't even think about that part of it. That's uh, that's another yeah, cool actually, little time you guys got. They actually met, you know, at the youth wrestling tournaments. We we travel a little bit out of town hour away hour and a half away for our kids to wrestle and you know that's how they met they were just chit-chatting and then actually that i knew i've known reed for for many years but that's how we kind of got in he's like yeah man i trained to mma i got a fight he had one in uh in may uh for for full contact and uh i actually got out there uh i got to hold his banner while while he walked down he had a banner made. I held that, walked down with him, got in the ring. I was like, man, I'm coming in here. I will be in this ring. Yeah, I remember, I remember that moment when you're like, man, I'm doing it. And, and, and with that being said, you were um, you, you were training with us and the, uh, the striking coach I brought in at the time, too. Let me figure this photo. Um, so Pat also got some good working with the uh, Olympic level boxer. He was a two-time Golden Gloves champ as well. Den Prax, let's give him a shout out on the podcast real quick. He's a solid guy, man. The guy's a great boxer. Yeah, he's long. Um, he's like six five, 
Uh, yeah, probably dude, 200 pounds, just yeah, long and fast. Yeah. Hopefully he's okay. So appreciate that. How much do you love MMA? Are you looking to only fight MMA? Or are you looking to expand into boxing, into kickboxing? Like, uh, um, my, my plan is, are you, are you asking Pat or me? I'm asking Pat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pat. Yeah. And then I'll come back to you. Um, I'll probably just stay MMA. There's not, I haven't really seen a lot of heavyweight kickboxing, you know, on the cards. Uh, I've been to full contact. They were all smaller guys. Um, That's a good point. All the kickboxing fights <laughs> at the last fight there in August, you know, they were all lighter guys. Dude's a beast, too. Look at him. Look how look how big he is. You know what I mean? That the MMA gives him a chance to use that to his advantage. Trust me, I'm 185 pounds. I, I need to cut down to 170 for my next one. And when I have to grapple with this man, you try getting slammed on the ground by this guy. <laughs> And he says, uh, I ain't got no neck, so he ain't ever get a chip chokehold in. That's another thing. I was trying to man, I, I get I'll get I'll get in position and try to slip in something. He got no neck. It's all muscle. It's, it's all, all his shoulders in the way. That's what happens, dude. Those big guys are really hard to choke. That's why you gotta get them in a gi so you get that lapel in your neck and, and right. them up. Yeah, gonna, next time um, you see him in person, try to get him in a gi. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Don't don't try. I am. Uh, I'm currently injured, but yeah, my bicep is better. I'll guillotine the shit out of you, dude. I'm black rock in my neck. Oh, I didn't. I didn't even notice that until you just showed me. Yeah. 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 I promise that. Uh, how much jujitsu do you have? Uh, uh, Pat said. Uh, Pat wasn't really sure how much jujitsu you had, so I guess I can just ask you yourself. <clears throat> so I, I trained it. I trained at AKT Combatants Academy for jujitsu. It's it's an only in. New York, um, their belt system is different than uh, BJJ system. So I have three strikes on the beginner belt there. Um, but with that being said, I didn't continue my training there because uh, I don't. How do I word this without? I, I don't want to say it the wrong way. They they, they wanted to. They don't like cage fighting you know what i mean and that's what i wanted to do they're they're more formal about it they do combat sport jiu-jitsu tournaments but the reason i left there was because i wanted to pursue my mma career and, and get inside the cage and that wasn't something that they were willing to back me on as far as being in my corner so um but i but anyways to answer your question i, I trained there for two years nice so two years training that's not to get all the basics out of the way. We can understand that we're looking for uh, to avoid guillotines and triangles and uh, you know arm bars and arm bars from guard and stacks. Yeah, and stacks a lot of this stuff, stuff is a lot of it's uh, the guy Barry Broughton. He's he, he's a master. Um, he he made his own martial arts system, and, it, and I have the handbook in there. It, it includes a lot of things like Krav Maga, uh, Taekwondo. Um, Russian Sambo, like all sorts of stuff into it. So there's a lot of great aspects from all sorts of different martial arts that they incorporate into a base there that you get ranked on through those system of belts. So like real life you can do. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, he was a, he was an army medic uh, originally. And then when he got out, uh, he, he, he pursued that career. He's actually uh, got a couple novels 
um, on Amazon. Some of them are number one sellers. Uh, I, I can't remember the name of the last one, but but you should check them out. They're very informative. Barry's a very smart guy. What was his name? Barry Broughton. Barry Broughton. Okay. Yep. When I go back and repost this, I'll listen to that and I'll look it up on Amazon. Um, oh, I forgot to get this out of the way. Uh, K4 Fighting is going to be October 28th. It's called Supernatural. Uh, you can go online and get the, the tickets right now. Um, if you put in Tome for the last name, um, maybe you're watching this podcast because most people, you're probably not bringing too many people down. But if you go to summary and you put in Tome for your promo code, uh, Pat will get a, a piece of the ticket sales. So make sure you guys do that and uh, help Pat out. Uh, I'm sure every little bit helps. So it won't. Uh, you're still going to have to make little people houses, but. Uh, yeah, help with somebody training. Tell sales, or I'm gonna delete your YouTube account. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so um, uh, they do a really good job with that. You just have to make sure, like it's difficult. So I talked to Keith about this actually, and uh, this is one of the questions I had for him. And I was like, why? Why is it so hard to for the fighters to to get their promo code? Or, like, you know, it, it almost feels like uh, like some of the fighters feel like you know, like that's not cool. But uh, he doesn't do the ticket sales, so uh, he runs another vendor, and it actually, um, it's actually a, a pain in the butt for him to even have them do that for him. So, uh, like, he went out of the way to make sure that um, the way he does the tickets, that they can, uh, the fighters can get something out of it. And I know, like, it's not going to seem like that to the fighters, and uh, like, it, it seems like kind of like whatever. And like, if it was like that, I would, I would, I either number one. If I was looking out for Keith, I wouldn't have brought it up at all. And number two, if I was just being me like I normally am, I would just come out and say the truth. I'd be like, ah, they don't give a shit about you guys, you know. But like, sure. it, it's funny. Like, it, it actually helps me with the podcast to say stuff like that. But um, that's not That's interesting. Yeah, I, I appreciate that anyways from Keith because I, what I fought for full contact, no disrespect, uh, gave me a lot of opportunity. I, I like fighting for them. I like the venue. I like – the way they run things. I like ISKA. There's a lot of great guys. Um, but I had never been offered a piece of the ticket sales or even any sort of commission at all for anything. So I, I think that's really cool that Pat has this opportunity there. What, what he told me about that, that I had never heard of that in amateurs. Yeah. Anyway. That's cool. Usually, um, so like, uh, I fought, uh, when I fought pro, like, you always, you always got a piece of ticket sales too that was like part of your contract and then you negotiate how much you got, you know, like um, if you sell more tickets, you get more of a percentage usually and then, oh man, you can't go that way. Now you're upside down. <laughs> um, now you said uh, <laughs> Oh man, now he broke his phone. Uh, but anyways, it's um, shit, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, uh, usually if you sell more tickets, you get ticket sales. And a lot of times you got to sell, like, if you sell this many tickets, we'll give you 10%. But uh, Keith, is, Keith is up front. I mean, if you sell one ticket, you get your your ticket your ticket money, you know. So a lot of places don't do that because it's a lot of work for the promoter to, to do that. And, um, like, most of the people don't care about the fighters. But he is a fighter, and he fought himself, so he understands. And uh, he tries he, – he does the best that he can, you know. I mean, obviously, he could spend some money and do the ticket sales himself and, you know, be out a grand just to do that. But uh, he's not. He doesn't love you guys that much. But um, right. <laughs> I like, like, <laughs> give you $1,000 to spend more of his own money. Like, but uh, 
he he does his best for the fighters and uh every every card he takes care of the fighters a little bit better he takes care of us a little bit better like I, uh, I respect the man a lot. So I just wanted to say that real quick. And uh, I yeah, asked him, I, he came into my gym the other day, so I asked him about the ticket stuff. And uh, that was really cool. Also, uh, there will be a pay-per-view, so uh, your family and friends at home can watch it too. Uh, it's going to be on Boxing, BX on that, BXNG uh, pay-per-view. You just sign up, you, and then you can watch uh, the pay-per-view. I, I think it's it's $30. I'm not sure. It might be 20 $20 yeah. or $30. Yeah. I'll need that link. I got some people that can't make the fight, but they definitely wanted to go. Um, I know on the last one, uh, I did sell some tickets. I don't know. I didn't know about the, the name thing, but I mean, they didn't end up going anyway, or they sold them to somebody else to go because I wasn't fighting. But yeah, yeah I wanted to check on that because I got a few people that want to go for me. So I told them, go ahead and put my name in the promotion and see what happens. If I don't get it, yeah. I don't get it. I didn't plan on getting it when I started. I said, I got to get my three fights out of the way, go pro, and then I get money. Yeah, 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 for sure. And that's one way to make money too. So, like, here's the thing. Like, if you can – it's tough for you because you're not local. But if you can get, like, on local cars and you can sell tickets and sell more tickets and sell more tickets, like, you can make a, a decent amount of money. So, um, do you know Pat Mix? No. So, Pat Mix fights in Bellator now. He's a Bellator champ, 135-pounder. Uh, he came out of our area. Like I, I was in the same I think gym. I've seen him on on your Facebook a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I've done a couple podcasts with him too. And um, he uh, he used to make an exorbitant amount of money just from selling tickets. Like he would sell sometimes a thousand tickets, sometimes more. And uh, you know, you can make pretty good money selling tickets uh, as long as you keep winning and you show up and people like you. And dude, you have the look. You look right. like a fighter, dude. Like. You look like the fighter that everybody loves. Like you sit back and like people are drinking a beer and they look at your face and they're like, "Man, I want to see that guy fight." Like, I that's looking at you. As soon as I saw you, I was like, "Man, this is gonna be a cool looking podcast because you looked the part, dude." And, right on. Uh, Thanks, man. Yeah, and if you're the part in the cage, dude, like the sky's the limit for you. And uh, then we can build you up through K4 and like wherever else you want to fight too, man. And like I said, you guys are always welcome to come out to the gym too. And um, you know, I was a professional kickboxer, a professional uh, MMA fighter, and a black belt jiu-jitsu. I, I help you guys out as much as I can too. Yeah, appreciate that offer. That's that's what's nice about the the whole fighting community and everything. I mean, everybody will extend their gym or their offer. You know, come spar with my guys if you need a little extra training. It's yeah, so look out for that invite. So come spar with my guys means I need some guys for my guys to, to spar with. And uh, right. <laughs> we think you're safe enough for our guys to beat you up. So come on in. Um, that's not always the best offer. So if they're saying that, they're, they might be looking just to get some rounds for their guys. And they might not really have your best interest at heart. When I say it, I, uh, I want you guys to do better. Like, I'm not looking for you guys to, like, get round, like crazy rounds in or anything like that. And then I'm up front. I want you to come in and help my guy, you know. So um, right. I, I think that's cool. You just got to be careful. Um, some guys, when they say uh, they invite you, ah, come up and spar, they just want to want to watch you get beat up. So uh, right, just throw you to the wall. Yeah, be careful with that invite so much. I was just telling Pat, uh, he's like, oh man, the, the community is great. Everyone like invites you to do stuff. They're like, ah, oh, come train, train by my gym when you're in town. Uh, I got a guy for you to spar with. I was like, be careful with that one. <laughs> nah, yeah, yeah, I've learned that the hard way as well. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. So oh, I'm like, oh, my guy needs work, and no one else is dumb enough to do rounds with him. So I need you to come in and get get pieced up a little bit. Oh yeah, and wait, you can't do this technique. You can't do this technique. Oh yeah. Need to stay healthy. Wow. Like, yeah, <laughs> that that that's a real thing. So um, so be yeah. wary of that sometimes, especially you. Another another thing I've been into is you get sparring partners that have fights coming up uh, soon, so they're like. Oh, take it easy on me, and then they kind of use you as a practice dummy to get to sharpen their skills and land some hits before their fight. And you're like, you don't want to hurt them because their fight's coming up. You know what I mean? I, I've ran into that as well. Yeah, it puts you in a really bad spot as a fighter. Um, yeah. I um, as by the time I turned pro, I already know that I like experienced that firsthand a lot of terrible times. So um, like I always like I, I'm very careful with who I spar with because you don't know, you know, like when uh you know when other pros come and offer you to spar like be, be wary especially like you get some guy that's got like 25 pro fights he's a heavyweight he's looking to tune up he's like ah come on in and like right. there's there's levels man so um just always know what level you're on and what level the guy you, you're gonna spar with is on and uh just be careful um because there's a lot of evolutions that happen from uh when you first start to the time you're fighting pro and you're gonna go through all of them like you have that look dude and i think you're gonna be come out and be great but uh you know just make sure you don't get really hurt along the way because some people have really hurt you and they won't care right and like here's the here's the other thing like hopefully scholars watching too like it doesn't matter how tough you are when you can't hit the guy um and you can't do damage back to them they can have liberties with you and you don't know until you fight someone at that level like to me that's when i fought uh kevin Ostrad. like he fought for glory I was like, I'm tougher than anyone. I don't care. I'll fight him. You right. Know? And I, I couldn't really touch him. I was able to walk through a lot of his stuff. But I got fucked up, man. Like five rounds of getting my ass kicked. And uh, ever since then, I learned I have to be good. I can't just be tough. And uh, right. like until you have that happen to you, you don't know. And uh, I yep. don't want that. I could not be better to, safe. I absolutely yeah. agree. Yeah, I want to explain that. Explain it to people instead of them experiencing. But you, you won't listen. You're just gonna do it anyways. I know because you're a big rock right. guy, cry too. But uh, <laughs> you, know, I know. you bring it up. We say that too. But watch, he'll go like eight and zero, all knockouts. Never have to learn that. Walking around, you know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> just my luck. Try to like give him some wisdom, and it don't happen. But hey, whatever. At that point, you could be like twenty six and zero as an amateur. And you go up against a pro at like 30 fights, and it's a lot different story. Like right, yeah. my amateur guys, like if they're not a pro, like this probably not gonna happen to you. You're a big tough guy, right? But there's levels of this game, and the pro level, there are some very elite guys at that level. And there's yeah. elite guys in Pittsburgh at that level. So like just be careful. Like if you when you start to make a name for yourself, you're gonna get invites because you're a big guy. Like, oh yeah. Like everyone, like little guys, like 25, 35, women. And heavyweights all have the same problem. And this is uh, something that is pretty exclusive to you that, like, we're not going to really run into because there's 10,000 people our body size. But you're a big guy. You're a real full-size heavyweight. So it's something that you might run into, man. So just, just be a little bit careful. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. So, uh, Pat, I got a question for you while we're out here. I'm going to put you in the spotlight. Are we fighting in December or what? Yeah, we're getting on that card. Yeah, might as well schedule it out. Is this a you talk to the wife thing? Yes, or you're just telling me yes, and you still got to talk to the wife? Oh no, I told her that I'll probably be on the December card. She rolled her eyes at me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, is that December 9th? 
Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, because I, I got some I got some other people that want to go to the fight and they things come up they can't make it. This one, I said, you know what? I'm probably gonna jump on the December card anyway. So go ahead and catch that one. Okay. And don't forget, there's the pay per view uh, PXN. Uh, BXNG. I'll post the link. I'll, I'll look for the link right now. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll need the link if, if you send it to me. Uh, private message. I'll I'll send it to my people so that they know. This one's on the K4 cards are on pay per view. Yeah, yeah. Last one was this one is too. And you'll get okay. commentating it as well. So uh, yep. you'll hey. you'll hear me talk, and that's what we Who, do there. Who's the other guy that commentated with you? I know Ray did, and me, Ray, and Ben Benfield. Ben is. So Ben's this weird out there stoner guy, but he is fucking good at calling fights. Like he is so good. Um, That's funny. I'm weird stoner guy too. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> gonna say it. I, I left that to you. Yeah. He, I mean, uh, I, go ahead. I'm sorry to make cut you off. I, I already said. You know, I I got a medical marijuana card in Pennsylvania. Um, I smoke weed every day, all day. It's legal in New York, so you're good. Right. <laughs> yeah. here. You can come in yeah. and get some from the dispensary. Right on. I gave it up after my first fight because I realized I wanted to take it seriously. And I figured just it's not helping my cardio. Right. You know what I mean? And I was willing to, you know, being, I'm 25 now. I think I was 23 back then. It's like time to grow up. But teach their own. For sure. And Ben definitely likes his own. <laughs> I like mine and somebody else's. I don't care. You should see. I'll talk to Ben. I'll try and give him to hook you up after the fight. He usually comes with uh, with a bunch of stuff. And uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll see if I can get him to hook you up. He likes to. Uh, I don't smoke, so I like. I don't really do drugs because um, I'm boring. But um, <laughs> but uh, Ben would be more than happy to uh, share with you, I'm sure. He always tries to get me to smoke up with him when he comes in. So. Right. You can have one in honor me. That's this guy right here. Right here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, like, hey, I got today. I'm like, dude, I, I quit. Cedric, too, man. Cedric, like, everywhere he goes, he smells like weed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Come here. Yeah, I was watching the play for the Ow. Hello. How are you? You see Pat up there? Hey, Caveman? Wait. Pat Caveman. I'm Caveman. This is nice to my meet beautiful you. daughter, Olivia. Uh, Olivia. You're beautiful. Blow kisses for mommy takes you. Oh, good girl. You, you get fists? You put your oh, guard up? Oh, you did it. That's awesome. You got yeah. to make up there to blow you a kiss. Good <laughs> <laughs> on, on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Thanks. Say bye-bye. <laughs> She's adorable. She, yeah. she even come to a couple of my training sessions. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah that's true. She has been in there playing with the medicine balls. <laughs> yeah. Great. Well, I that hope you guys at the fight. Um, do you have anyone to, uh, any sponsors to plug or anyone to thank while we're here? Well, I'll start with you, Pat, since you're the fighter. Uh, I got my buddy Tattoo Polly. Um, I'm having some shirts made. Uh, from a lady downtown here, uh, Mama Made. It's like a little boutique thing. She's making some shirts for me. So uh, I'll have those on the shirts for my sponsors. Ain't nobody paying yeah. me when I said, I'll, I'll advertise your name 
uh my tattoo guy hooks me up with some pretty sick pieces uh you'll see the one on my stomach at the fight i just got yeah. a couple months ago so and uh I, i'm trying I to get wanna... my boss i'm trying to get him to give me his logo i'll throw that on there heck Maybe yeah dude i want to I'm gonna. If you do that, I can make a major joke. So that'd be awesome if you have it on your shirt when you walk out. <laughs> nice. If not, I'm gonna have to say that I know that you work making little houses, so I have to do it like cool. But if you come out with the little houses, I was like, are those for midgets or what? I can't spend. And then it'll be funny. So uh, we'll we'll see how it comes out. Either way, that's a that's a cool thing. And uh, thank you for jumping on the podcast, man. Thank you even more yeah. for being a huge fan. I appreciate that a lot. Shout out Powerhouse, Jim Countersport, shout out Subway of Countersport, Out of the Box Food, uh, Lions Den Boxing, uh, Patriot Outdoor Outfitters, uh, Kitelinger Motors for all the support that you gave us during this past months we had of preparing for this fight. And uh, I'm going to hop off here, man. Thank you so much for having me on here. Pat, good shit. It's cool to see you on the podcast doing it. And uh, see you guys soon in the cage. Uh, Thanks, buddy. All right, just down to the two of us. I got to thank JCR Transport. Uh, thank you so much, Ed Rogers, for your support for the podcast. We appreciate you. Uh, we're also brought to you by OnlyFans, just the calves. If you need to see some male calf muscles, go to OnlyFans, just the calves. Hook my dude Jared up. And uh, oh, nice. I got some pretty sick calves, too. <laughs> oh, man. We're gonna get some pictures and what is gonna go to Jared's OnlyFans. That's not really his OnlyFans. Uh, <laughs> I actually know. Uh, he does have one. Uh, he gave me the right one, but that's not it. Uh, he gave me the wrong information when I first did that one. So I have a. I, he's one of my students too, and he's got the most giantest calves of all time. He's another big guy, dude. He is like, I don't know how big he is. He's like two, two thirty, two thirty, mate, two twenty maybe. But he is fast. He's just a little bit round. He's getting re in really good shape now. By the time uh, you come back, he might not be, uh, might not even be that big anymore. So you should probably get some rolls in from while you're in town. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, when I started, well, I started going to the gym back in March. I mean, I was well over 300. So I definitely cut back. Hell yeah. All right, man. It's great to have you on the podcast. Hopefully, we see you later when I got Skyler and his boys on. Xavier's yeah, supposed to be on. on and Skyler says he's going to get him to talk some shit. So uh, we'll see. I'm going to ask him about Harry Armbars too, for sure. <laughs> All right, buddy. All right. Thank you so much. And Thanks, thank you, Integrity Martial Arts, one last sponsor for the podcast. And we will see you guys back later tonight. And I'm going to try and get some of the WNY guys on tonight, too. All right. Yeah, I'll be on, buddy. Thanks.